welcome to Checking the Gate, a film and religion podcast. I am Michael M. Patty. And I'm Robert Wright Stasco. And today we are doing a little uh, different thing today. We've got a, a theme episode. Uh, we'll be talking about the uh, recently released documentary about uh, Mr. Rogers, Won't You Be My Neighbor? And then in TV Corner, which is kind of going to be the same thing, it's ostensibly Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, the TV show he was on for decades on public television. Yes, and you can find loads and loads of them on Amazon Prime. So if you yeah. have Amazon Prime, you can go there. Yeah. I have I have actually a complaint that Amazon does not have the complete series, so you can't binge watch uh, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood from, from start to finish. That's like the thing these days. Yeah. Uh, I think there are over 1,700 episodes, so that would... That would take quite a while. You know what? That's that's how you prove you're hardcore. Yeah. I've seen every episode that's of Mr. Right. Rogers. So, all right. Well, let's talk about the movie first. Yeah. Uh, we went to see this at our favorite theater, the Valley View Theater, uh, a couple months ago when it first came out. It was one of the few places they were showing it. It wasn't like a huge release. Yeah. But uh, it did pretty well. It's now the highest-grossing biodoc of all time. So yeah, it did pretty well, uh, box yeah, office-wise. It, it got a lot of attention for a, a small little independent documentary, mostly because of the the fondness people have for its subject. And interesting side note: the director of this documentary also directed the "Love Me When I'm Dead," the companion piece to Orson Welles' last film that is oh. finally coming out in November. The other side of the wind. So. They were playing them both together, like the Venice Film Festival and the uh, Telluride Film Festival in Colorado. So, I, I I heard it. I was reading about that just the other day. So yeah, I didn't realize it was the same director. Yes, I didn't either until I I read an article about it. So I was like, oh, he's done some good stuff. I mean, I, so. I have some trivia as well. I found out that Cinemark, the chain that runs the theater that we go to yes. that we saw this at. Uh, the founder and president's name is Mark. He named it after himself. Oh. Yeah, I never knew that. <laughs> well, yeah. It, it went, I guess you can do that when you own things. I guess. I don't own things. Um, except Aside from this podcast, but I chose not to name it after myself. So We, we saw this movie, uh, and we really liked it. I actually saw it like twice like within a week, because then uh, I told my son, oh, yeah, we went to see it. And he's like, I want to go see that, too. So uh, I took him to go see it like three days later. <laughs> so I saw the movie twice. It, was, it, was it better the second time? Did, did you um, get a lot more nuance out uh, of it? I, I think like a lot of the facts sunk in a little okay. more. Because the, the, the movie, I mean, for uh, like a, a talking head documentary, I mean, it really pulls you in because... I mean, he's Mr. Rogers. I mean, we've seen him on TV, and we, the image we have of our head is, you know, this grandfatherly-like figure who talks to you and tells you you're special and yeah. tells you he likes you and shows you all kinds of cool stuff. And Yeah, it's it's weird how, how long he did the grandfatherly thing, too. Like, even as the, the early episodes that they show clips from, he had, it was... There's not a lot of variation in in the style of the episodes yeah. from the the early '60s. He goes, it it was weird seeing him looking so young. Yeah, in old clips. He goes from looking young to old, like at some point during the '80s, like a, a 
switch is flipped or something. Yeah. But we have this this image, I mean, from the very beginning of the show, of this really laid back, really calm, really loving type of person. Then to have that turned around in this movie, like he's a pretty intense guy. He's really passionate about standing up for the things that he believed in. And that was kids being special and yeah, in public television itself. Yeah. Like he, he looked at the, the crap that was on TV and was like, well, TV can do more than this. TV can be better than this. We have this tool where we, we can touch young people's lives and we're squandering it. So he was on, he was a man on a mission. Um, mm-hmm. He was going through seminary to become an ordained minister, and he quit that to get into television. So that's uh, that's a calling upon his life. And they, they talk about how his faith really impacted what he did on the show. Not well, I wouldn't say what he did on the show, but why he did the show. Uh, because he had this love for children and did not want to see them harmed in any way even if it's just like from the garbage on TV, <laughs> he wanted to have a respite from that. So. Yeah, and they showed examples in the movie. I I only saw it once, so I don't remember specific. I want to say Howdy Doody. Did they show a, a clip of Howdy Doody? Yeah, they had you know people getting pies in the face. Yeah. And then when they got to the 80s, they showed like our favorite cartoons like Transformers and, and G.I. Joe. Ninja Turtles. It like, <laughs> it's nonstop shooting, but nobody gets hurt. Yeah. He he offered no violence, which yeah. w- was awesome. Uh, we'll get into this a little bit when we talk about the show itself, but it, it was like a respite in the middle of the day where, you know, maybe you're yeah, running around all day yeah. summer and then you come home and you turn on the TV and it's like, oh, there's Mr. Rogers. Oh, yeah. It was like a, a little vacation. Yeah, you know? Sesame Street had the, the bright colors and, and songs. Mr. Rogers had songs. Yeah. and But it was a lot slower paced and are we are we should we focus on the documentary yeah okay yeah because uh, in the show they in the documentary they have a clip of the show where he's like let's see how long a minute is and turns on like an yeah. egg timer and I'm like what other show would do like nothing for a minute <laughs> you yeah. know just to see how let's see how long this is but those are the kinds of things that you know we we're curious as a child mike and i i think we spent our childhoods trying to be adults and now that we are adults, we're very happy to be adults. And we, I don't know about you, Mike, but I, I try to block out as much of my childhood as I can. <laughs> oh, so, speak for yourself. We're, we're in a room littered with my action figures. Yeah. So. Yes. Well, you, you wanted to become an adult so you wouldn't have to rely on someone else to buy you action figures. That's pretty much the only good thing. <laughs> yeah. You were like. I can get a job so I could buy my own toys. Yeah, that is, that is not the, have to beg anymore. That is the only upside. <laughs> yeah. But yesterday I opened up my Shin Godzilla that I got for Christmas. I couldn't stand it in the package anymore. <laughs> so I, there's, there's a little bit of kid in me too. <laughs> yes. But uh, I, I have gotten Robert a number of action figures for Christmas over the years and his birthday. Yes. You've, you've kept my yeah. inner child alive. I, I try. Uh, I appreciate that. You know, I really, seriously, thank oh, you. You're very welcome. <laughs> and that kind of reawakened, too, watching this movie and, and seeing, uh, you know, the passion Fred Rogers had. And it really spilled out from his faith. And, and there was one part they talked to his pastor. And his pastor says he 
was one of the most profound preachers I ever met, and he 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 did it with everything that he was, his entire being, so, something to that effect, mm. you know. And uh, he was he was like the most effective preachers that that I've ever seen, and just because he was Fred Rogers. One thing that I learned from this movie, which I never got from the show or everything, was the the number uh, one four three. Yeah, I hadn't heard that before either. I has one letter, love has four letters, and you has three. So I love you was that was his number, and like he would swim every day, and then he'd hop on the scale, and his his weight would be one forty three, and he'd be like, ha ha, you know, <laughs> that that is. So what you're saying is Mr. Rogers was incredibly vain. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I I I remember if if I can you know go off on a little tangent here myself. I remember before this movie came out, people were concerned that there was going to be like some heartbreaking, disgusting revelation that like he was a, uh, you know, <laughs> like That's it right. would like it would come out that he this is not true, but it would be revealed that he beat his kids or something, or you know that he was. A garbage person, like, has well, been revealed about so many other people yeah. in the last <laughs> year or two, that well, s- some of which were more surprising than others. But I, I think if if something like that had come to light, it, it would have just been devastating. And well, remember they talk about that in the movie. No, I don't remember. They, they, Maybe that's where I got they, it from. Yeah, they addressed, like, the rumors, like, he wears those sweaters because he's got tattoos all up and down oh, his yeah. arms. And oh, there was, was a rumor that he was in the in the army and was a sniper and yeah, had killed a bunch of people and then was, like, doing the show as penance or something. Yeah, that was all untrue. Yeah. yeah the, every, like, all the people who are close to him, like, that's all yeah. rumors, that's all stuff that people were, they couldn't believe that he was the way he was. Yeah. They couldn't believe that any man could be that good. And, yeah, he was. He was that loving, he was that caring. I mean, they show him not just on the sh- doing the show, but he would go to special events and, you know, talk with children one-on-one. And he was... He gave that FaceTime to kids, kids with uh, disabilities, kids with trauma. You know, he would uh, use the puppets to talk to the kids because he was like, you know, they'll tell the puppet anything. The, the, you know, they might be intimidated by me, you know, because I'm Mr. Rogers. But, you know, I pull out the puppet and they'll, they'll tell the puppet anything. And, you know, it's heartbreaking. So that that was awesome to see that he was he was a genuine article there was yeah. nothing there's nothing shady or, or anything about him a good chunk of the movie is spent with people who worked on the show and the the guy who played Mr. McFeely you know was on there it looks nothing like what he did that was a wig apparently on the show yeah <laughs> he looks nothing <laughs> like that and he still looks good he doesn't look like it's been 25 years since the or however long it's been no yeah. th- it hasn't even been that long the show went off in what 2001 cuz they said he had to come back after 9/11 to talk to kids yeah, about it. Yeah, it was a few I was like 99 or Maybe something. Maybe it was 99 and then yeah, yeah. something like that. Okay. But so it, 20 it, years. Yeah, almost 20 years. It, the a lot of it's a lot of people just coming on and giving testimony about what it was like to talk to him and work with him and get to know him and the one guy who played the police officer about what it was like to be a black guy on the show and have Mr. Rogers sit in the kiddie pool with him. And uh, 
then yeah. it turns and then it turns out he was gay and they're like, you know, well, we can't we can't say you're gay because they're not ready for that. Yeah, but R- Fred Rogers was still accepting yeah. and loving of him and yes. and he w- and, and that guy was close to tears cuz he's like no one had ever given me that kind of love and acceptance in my family. Fred Rogers was my real father as far as I'm concerned, so that was that was a heartbreaking part. But it just proves how genuine he was. How awesome. You know, I'm thinking about this. I, I, I did find a fault in Mr. Rogers, in Fred Rogers himself, and that he he never groomed anyone to take this, take up his mantle. Mm, yeah. You know, because at the end of the movie, it we're looking at kind of modern events, and they just barely touch yeah. on what's going on in There's, the world right now, in America especially. There's and, this great big Mr. Rogers shaped hole. Yes. That this movie pointed out for us. Yes. Uh, they said, well, what would he think about today? And, oh, I don't know. And they have, they showed um, like home movies of him, like standing on the beach on a cloudy day with the wind, the cold wind is whipping through and it might be a little rainy or whatever. And he's, you know, enjoying his, his solitude in, in the gloom. And, you know, and it's like, where, where's Mr. Rogers today? That's the thing is he should have mentored someone or raised someone up to continue his work. And I, I think it was a little bit a, a cult of personality. Like it's, you know, Mr. Rogers' yeah. Neighborhood. You're kind of joking about him being vain. But in, in the movie, they, they draw a, a distinct parallel between uh, Mr. Rogers and King Friday. Uh, mm, yeah, like, like I remember they said, that. like as a kid, he may have been more like Daniel Lyon, where he was, Tiger. or Daniel Tiger, sorry, or he was. Everybody makes mistakes. Yeah, <laughs> that's the episode we, we just, just watched. watched. <laughs> we just watched an episode of Mr. Rogers where where King Friday did that exact same thing. Yeah, but but Friday was like pontificating and going on. They're like, oh yeah, he likes to hear himself talk and everything. So maybe a a little bit of. Fred Rogers was a little bit of pride. He was human. He wasn't perfect. Yeah. You know, but I I think he should have had someone to continue on because what he did was so important. And what do we have on TV that is like Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood? I I can't really think of anything that's like that. No. Um, nowadays, you've got, you know, every every cartoon is adult anymore. Or it, it, the, even the shows that are for kids are all this, like, nonsense like Spongebob and uh, there's this show on Netflix that I heard about somebody on a podcast that I listened to was going on about how good it was for kids and it's called Cupcake and Dino and it wasn't I mean it wasn't adult but it was just all over the place you know it didn't you, you didn't learn anything there was it was just it was just nonsense. It was random, and I, I don't know. Yeah. Get off my lawn, you whippersnappers. Yeah. But BoJack Horseman, Rick and Morty. Oh yeah. You know, adult cartoons. Steven Universe. Is that adult? I thought that was on Cartoon Network. It's on that Cartoon was... Network, but it uh, it has a very liberal agenda. It ha- it has an agenda, and not not it, not it, that there's it, anything wrong with that, no. but. But it, it, but it's not a kids show. It, it, yeah, it's not it's not okay. completely kid friendly. Okay, you know? it's it's you have to be an older kid to really get it. Okay, you know? what about so. Adventure Time? I tried watching Adventure Time and I couldn't. No, I, yeah, yeah, that's where 
John DiMaggio. Yeah, went. <laughs> yeah, I know. After, I know. after I know. Futurama. Oh, and also, like, uh, they're on the new Disenchanted. Have you seen? Yeah. Seen oh that? no. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's definitely not for kids. <laughs> I, I, I knew that was not for kids. That's not why I'm watching. <laughs> I watched a couple episodes. It wasn't quite as good as. It's Futurama. not Futurama. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of my problem with it. So maybe to get back from our our tangent there to get back on track, uh, we're talking about who's gonna take over for Mr. Rogers. Why didn't he find someone to replace him? Why do we still have this Mr. Rogers-shaped hole? Maybe it's not because he didn't find someone. It's because he couldn't find anyone. There was nobody who was as good and kind and unencumbered by scandal enough to really take his place. So, uh, like we said, given... The, the current climate of the last year or two, maybe maybe there just wasn't anyone who could step into that role. He just couldn't find anyone to do it. So I left the theater feeling like... Like you weren't good enough. Yeah. That's how I felt. <laughs> like, I, I wish I was better. Yes. Thanks, wish, Mr. Rogers, for yeah. making me feel lousy. But uh, I have to tell you, the second time we went to see it, we walked out of the theater, and Christopher turned around, and he's... Hugged me right in the theater. He's like, I love you, Dad. You know? <laughs> so that made me feel a little better. But it makes you want to appreciate the people around you more. Yeah. So I love you, Mike. I'm glad you're my neighbor. I love you, Robert. I'm I'm <laughs> glad you invited me to do this podcast with you. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Rogers, for pointing that out to us. Well, yeah. um, we're going to turn to TV Corner uh, in just a minute. Uh, but our final judgment on Mr. Rogers, not Mr. Rogers' neighborhood, um, won't you be my neighbor? The movie, the documentary. My thought is, go see it. Yeah, it's out on uh, it's out on digital platforms now. Blu-ray, probably if not tomorrow, then next. Well, never mind because this is coming out after the fact. But uh, it should be on Blu-ray by the time this comes out. Yeah, so it should be readily available. Yeah, go go out and see it. Yeah, you know, rent we, it, buy it, get it from the yeah. library. Yeah, stream it. Yeah, Whatever. we didn't spoil it too much because there, there's <laughs> so much in there that, you know, uh, you'll love no, it. I, I'm going to give one, not really a spoiler, but something to look out for. When he's talking in front of Congress, Is that's a high point yeah. of the film. Yeah. Um, and and a, a low point of the film, not really a low point of the film, but uh, when Fox News is criticizing him for making kids feel special. So, oh, yeah. Ugh. So, yeah. <laughs> We we give this one a, a ringing endorsement. Yeah. Shall we move on? Yes, let's move on to TV Corner. Okay. All right, so um, I have a Mr. Rogers memory to share. Yes, yes. I'm so I want to hear this. this I uh I, it, I I'm pretty sure it's come up over previous uh editions of this podcast. Uh I am a huge superhero fan and it all started back when I was really really little, probably no more than 3. Uh and the Incredible Hulk TV series was on. And my parents, who oddly enough aren't, this probably comes from the uh, the having three channels uh, era, <laughs> yeah. um, who are not big superhero fans. I, 
I don't even remember what the circumstances were, but apparently at some point I was afraid of the Incredible Hulk TV show because, you know, the Hulk was, you know, he roared and he was smashing stuff and he was scary. Then there was an episode of Mr. Rogers, two of them, I I think, where he was uh, behind the scenes of an episode and talked to Bill Bixby and talked to the guy who played the Hulk, Lou Ferrigno, and showed how they got him into makeup and what went into filming the show and they were, you know, that they were two different people and that it was all make-believe and the Hulk wasn't really scary. I think it was it was baby steps after that. Like, it, I, I would watch the show up until he changed <laughs> or something, but eventually I eased into it because of Mr. Rogers. And now the Hulk is my favorite superhero. <laughs> so... I have I have Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood to, to thank for a, a lifelong uh, entertainment of that. So thank you, Mr. Rogers. One thing that I, I had forgotten about, because like I said, I tried to block out most of my childhood, but uh, watching the movie kind of brought up these memories. I think I told you about this too, Mike, was there was a part where he talked about divorce, and they brought that up. I think you, they even have that series yeah, on... That- that, on uh, Amazon. Yeah, when we were looking for an episode to watch before we started recording, I think I saw... And he might have done more than one, because I know some topics were repeated over well, 30 years. Well, one thing I I saw that I noticed that I didn't pick up as a kid was he did he did like a whole week on theme a theme. weeks, yeah. You could see those on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood on the when you bring up the stuff on Amazon, but I think there's also like an episode guide that I saw where oh, it, yeah. there's like a website... There's, I'm I think sure it's there's a Mr. It's, Rogers wiki somewhere. Well, it's run by his foundation, I think. Okay. And they have they have the episode guy where they go through like all 1700 episodes and break them down yeah. by week and yeah and stuff. Amazon so. does not have the Hulk episodes. I checked. Yeah. yeah, they do have the divorce ones. So when I was a kid, I'm, I'm watching Mr. Rogers and he's talking about parents get divorced, and th- so then I go to school. And all my friends are talking about, oh, yeah, my mom and dad are getting divorced because that was in the 80s and that's what people did. So I thought that was like something that was inevitable that happened to everybody's parents. Oh, geez. So I go home and I'm crying my eyes out. and My mom's like, Robert, what's wrong? I'm like, when are you guys getting divorced? And she's like, we're not getting divorced. You're not. Okay, well, okay, I feel better now. You know, it was one of those things where I was actually kind of traumatized. But, uh, yeah, I guess I would have, you know, come across this sooner or later and and made this realization that, okay, not everyone gets divorced. But I was, I I, I don't know, 40 years later, I'm still kind of a dense person. It takes a while for for me to observe things and, and understand how they work, especially in terms of human reactions. So uh, Mr. Rogers, I don't know, maybe helped me out a little bit there, but it was still kind of traumatizing yeah. <laughs> a little bit. But wasn't there an episode where they, they didn't he cross over with uh, LeVar Burton? They had, they had something with reading Rainbow together with Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Possibly. They were on at the same time. Because Mr. Rod, yeah, Mr. Rogers went until the '90s, and I know I had watched Reading Rainbow before '87 yeah. when Next Generation came on. Because 
I remember being really excited for Star Trek The Next Generation, and there was even somebody I recognized on the show. And then there was, like, the greatest episode of Reading Rainbow ever where he went behind the scenes on Star Trek. So that was cool. I definitely remember that. I think Christopher was telling me they did something with Arthur, too, because he watched that show Arthur when he was a kid. And it was, I think it was very near the end of the series. I so, am not familiar with Arthur at all. So, I think Zoe's watched one episode of it. and All I know about Arthur is he's an aardvark, has a sister, and apparently Neil Gaiman was in an episode, which I have not seen. Oh, dude, I didn't even know about that. But I saw it on Twitter oh. like a month ago. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but yeah, my, my kids, they grew up on Arthur. That was... That kind of filled the hole that Mr. Rogers, you know, some, like something, a, a safe cartoon for them to watch. But, uh, it, it, God, it was a heck of a lot better than Teletubbies. Yeah. The only Arthur I watched when I was a kid was the Dudley Moore movie because <laughs> it was on HBO <laughs> a lot. The, the, the drunken Dudley yeah. Moore movie. Was that thing he was like an out, a raging alcoholic? Yes. That was the plot of the movie? Yes, he was a raging alcoholic who fell in love with a waitress. He was a rich, spoiled brat who happened to have a drinking problem and then fell in love with a lowly waitress. Very different from the Arthur Yardvark yeah. TV show. <laughs> yes. However, the the uh, Christopher Cross theme song for the movie is much better than the uh, Arthur, the cartoon theme song. Uh, hey, it's too close to call for me. Thing to say. Hey. I don't even know how it goes. That might not even be the right song. When I get caught between the moon and New York City. Yeah, no, no, no. It's a tie. It's a tie. (laughs) It's a tie. I like a little Christopher Cross. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I know, I know. I I like a little more mellow stuff than Robert likes. Robert likes prog rock and... I'm I'm a rocker. Yeah. Yeah. We meet in the middle, though. That's, That's what's important. Yes. Yes. We we meet at Lindsey Buckingham. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Looking at uh, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, I mean, it was uh, pretty formative for both of us. And I think anyone seeing the documentary will pull up, like, their memories of Mr. Rogers. Yeah. And, and um, it's all it's all well and good that reruns are on Amazon, but I, I worry that we're losing something. Yeah. Like, the, the generation that grew up. Well, and look, look what's happening there. It's already gone. Yeah. You yeah, know, you didn't have this nonsense in the '90s, because there was Mr. Rogers, and yeah, you think there's a connection? I, I, I would say logically there is. Uh, you know, if someone coming into your house every day and telling you that uh, peace and kindness are the way to be, and you know whatever has happened to you, it's okay, and your your feelings are okay, and that. You, you matter to people that you're special. You talked about that earlier was um, it, they some of the criticism was like, oh, the people have this sense of entitlement because Mr. Rogers told them they were special. Um, but, you know, some people don't hear that enough or don't hear it ever. And to have some, you know, and yeah. he, he and would, those are the people criticizing. Yeah. The, the, the people who didn't get told that are. Yeah. yeah. So to have. A man look at you, and that's the thing is he didn't look at the camera to thinking he was looking at an audience. He always, and they say this in the movie, that he thought of a particular person that he was talking to. And so when he said, you're special and I care for you very much, 
he was talking right to you, you know, no matter where mm-hmm. you were in in the world watching the TV, he was talking to you. I think that's what we take away from that. And there's no one who does that who talks right to you through the TV. There's people who talk at you on YouTube and, <laughs> you know, but no oh, one, God. you know, it goes yeah. on and on and on and on. And it, it's, all you know, people talking at you get upset when you don't agree with them and blah, blah, blah. And that we have the, the toxic environment we have on social media now. But he came across with love. And that, that's sorely lacking, I think, yeah. All right, well, it looks like this is kind of a shorter episode. you want to wrap it up, or is there anything yeah, else I'm to Yeah, I'm sorry. Say? I, I'm ending it on a downer, too. I apologize. Well, let's, <laughs> all right, let, let's take the last couple minutes to, to bring it back. Uh, so I, I think that at, at least on, on the, the generations, and it was multiple generations, uh, the, and the, the, the fact that this movie exists and has gotten a little bit of attention is a testament to the good that he did uh, while he was here and uh, that you know isn't going anywhere for it's it it is a lasting legacy even if we need him now more than ever yeah well maybe this will inspire someone who has you know a lot of television experience and psychological degrees and stuff like that I don't know what it takes to to do another Mr. Rogers neighborhood but maybe someone could do something like it, and this would be the inspiration for it. Yeah. Hey, this is what the world needs now. Well, what, you know? there, there is, uh, we didn't touch on it, and I, I, I can't remember if it's mentioned in the movie or not. There is Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood, which is a cartoon of the make-believe character's offspring. Uh, Daniel Tiger is the son of Daniel Tiger uh, from... Uh, the the puppet show, and there's uh, Lady Elaine's daughter, O the Owl's son or nephew or something X. Um, oh, there there is something. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yes, was that in the movie? Did I can't remember that? if they talked about it. Zoe liked it more when she was the right age for it. Okay, it's kind of aimed at preschool kids. Oh, um, okay, yeah. So and Katarina Kitty Cat, I I forgot one. There's yeah. Katarina Kitty Cat. It's cute. It's and it is exactly the uh, I'm trying to how to describe it. It's like they don't cut back to real life. It's it's all what Daniel is learning. Uh, he goes on trolley rides and like, there's an episode where they have to take a vote on things and Daniel's not happy with how it came out uh but then helps clean up the park anyway. Uh <laughs> No. Stuff like that. Okay, so it's still yeah, it's still just a lessons, but very but preschool age. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, and it's more along the lines of a PBS cartoon nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. Than talking to the camera. Yeah. But they do talk to the camera still. Like you know, can you you know count with me? Good. Like that. They do do oh, some of that. Yeah, that's that's more like Dora the Explorer but, yeah, know, kind but, of thing. Yeah. But it's aimed at three and four year olds yeah. too. So yeah. it's cute. When uh when Zoe got lice from preschool, uh we had to bag up all her stuffed toys, so I made a special trip to Target to get her a second Daniel Tiger toy. Uh, and now she okay. wants to give one of them to her cousin who likes Daniel Tiger. Oh, who just sweet. started preschool. Yeah, that's sweet. So yeah. he is still making an yeah. impact. Yes. Yeah. So there we go. Not, yeah. And not a downer note. And, and you know <laughs> what? Uh, one thing 
I forgot to mention this before, but in the movie was I was really struck by the man's musicianship because he was an excellent piano player. And the movie showed him playing piano a lot, but he performed like the music on the show. Uh, mm. So yeah, yeah, that that's something. I mean, of course, it was all like pre-recorded because he was doing all the puppetry well, and everything yeah, else. I, <laughs> but I mean, that that is uh, pretty phenomenal. And uh, he, there was a lot of shows on uh, music, uh, like they had Wynton Marsalis on. I think we just saw that as we were flipping through. Hmm. But there was. Uh, a couple of these episodes that, that I watched a month or two ago, all about music, and I was like, oh, this was probably what one of the things that got me interested in being a musician today was seeing all this cool stuff. Like, there was one where they, they went to the factory, and uh, who is it, Mr. McFeely, the speedy delivery man? He, yes. He brought in the, the tape. You know, they went from, like, canisters of film to, like, VHS tapes. You know, there's <laughs> a little change there. But they put on the magic screen, and they he showed them, like, in the – factory making trumpets and and that was still fascinating to me as an adult you know <laughs> so, so so mr rogers made me a hulk fan and made you a musician yeah how about that yeah yeah so thank you mr rogers yeah thank you fred rogers we miss you and uh we hope that uh you're you're getting your reward all right so for next time were we were we gonna do my idea? Yes, I All like right. your idea. Uh, I forget exactly what it was. Mike has done some research. I did very little research on a slow day at work <laughs> because I got an email about a uh, horror movie of all things that's coming out. Uh, there's apparently a Conjuring cinematic universe that's already got five or six movies. I think I think the Nun. That's the name of the movie. Will be number six. I think that's what the kids like to watch when they're not yeah. hanging out on my lawn. Yeah. I... <laughs> so I got to thinking. You know what? There, there have been a number of of movies featuring nuns, none of which we've seen. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I appreciated that. You're I the only it. one. <laughs> and. Uh, so I thought we should maybe do an episode about it. I don't know if we're actually going to watch the nun. I can't. No. Okay. Let's, let's say not. But it, it's a. It's a. It's a good jumping off point. Yes. We we can kind of talk about it. It's the MacGuffin. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna talk around it because it's not really our our cup of tea. But it it is as part of the zeitgeist. Maybe. We'll, yes. We'll include it. We'll look at more. But yeah. There's a movie called Novitiate that's on. I want to say it was on Stars, and there is uh, there's a comedy starring Audrey Plaza, Anna Kendrick, maybe. I think that's what it was. I don't yeah. I don't have it in front of me. Dave Franco is in it. John C. Riley is in it. Oh, and a couple other really funny ladies. Um, the one the one lady from Garfunkel and Oates who was on Scrubs, and Kate Machucci is her name. She's in it. Yeah, that and, looks... and, and that's a, that's a comedy. Yeah. About a, a bunch of uh, celibate nuns who suddenly find a guy in their midst. <laughs> so I thought it sounded funny. Yeah. Um, so we got two ends of the spectrum there, and we may add more if I do a little more research yeah. and, and come across more. And then uh, in TV Corner, there is... I don't know if we might have to find a, a substitute, but there was a uh, true crime story about the murder of a nun... I'll give it a try. I'm not a huge true crime fan because I can't help but empathize with the victims. So we may or may not discuss yeah. that. And I, 
shame on me. I can't remember the title of that now either. Yeah. Um, there's also the show uh, Call the Midwife. Oh, yeah. Which I've I've watched uh, simply because I've uh, just been in the room with yeah. my wife as she's been watching it. Yeah, same, so. <laughs> same here, except I would, not, uh, I would not say I have watched it. It has been on in my presence. Yeah. That there's always Father really... Dowling. Yes, uh, which I watched a lot back in you know, back when it was on. I you know I I watched that, yeah, that live ha- on ABC. That has a nun in it, right? Yes, Sister Steve. Uh, yeah, she's I like never his. Really watched those. You know what? It was, uh, and again, I was fifteen, maybe not even that old. No, it was um, twelve or thirteen when it was on, and they were entertaining. They were ABC primetime mystery show with a priest you know it's not very offensive i i remember it being entertaining tom bosley plays father dowling richie's dead mr c yeah (laughs) hang on i'm gonna i'm gonna waste some hard drive space looking to see if it's on streaming i don't think so my my wife loves the the british murder mysteries she just discovered on our new amazon fire tv stick that she could get the brit box so she signed up for a free week trial. So we'll probably end up keeping it just because uh, it, it has is like Britbox, all of Doctor is, Who on it. Okay, that was my next question. Is Britbox the one with Doctor Who or yeah. is that Acorn? Okay. Yeah, that's that's the Britbox. And she got it because they had a new season of Midsummer Murders. She likes that show. <laughs> but um, also There's... like the Father Brown Mysteries, which. Oh, yeah, uh, that was on A&E, I think, originally. Yeah. Or at least it was they aired it on A&E here. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of crime solving uh, priests on TV. Yeah, so. well, you know, Father Brown was was books like a hundred years ago, right? I I knew there were books. I didn't realize yeah. they were that old. Uh, so that's interesting. Ish, ish. ballpark. Yeah. So, but it has Ron Weasley's dad. I can't remember the. His, I don't know his who name. that is. Uh, from yeah, he from Harry Potter fame. He was. He was. Uh, that's not Father Brandon Brown. Gleason, is it? No. no. Okay. No, I, I'm sorry. I can't remember the actor's name. Mark Williams? Yeah. Yes. Father Brown, uh, between 1910 and 1936. Wow. I didn't, yeah, I didn't know yeah. they were that old. So, th- yes, they, they obviously contemporize the stories. If they, I mean, they, it's been on for quite a while, so I don't know how long that, that series of books <laughs> went, but they obviously must have, you know, done some and then made up others, you know. Yeah. Um, does she watch the David Suchet Poirot's? All of them, they, yes. They did every single Poirot book. They yeah. finally did every story. Yes. And th- well, they saved a lot of the the big ones for the end, you know, like Murder on the Oryx Express. We, we and, tried uh, to wa- I fell asleep. We yeah. watched it. It's on Hoopla. We watched it, and I fell asleep. Because <laughs> yeah. it was when the movie was still in theaters. We didn't, go, we didn't get to go see the movie, but we watched the David Suchet version, and I, just, I zonked out. Yeah, we watched them um, all on Netflix, I believe. So, uh, are they? So, yeah, so we watched them all on Netflix. Oh, okay. See, I didn't think it was on Netflix because I know Am- yeah. or iTunes wanted like yeah. seven ninety nine just for the one episode, and yeah. like, nope, hoopla. <laughs> yeah, well, it was. It just recently ended. I mean, that was another show that was yeah. on for years and yeah. years. Yeah, and, and they finally did the, and yeah. I guess he dies. Spoilers, sorry. Yes. But I guess they did the, you know, Agatha Christie killed him off, and they finally got around to doing that one last. Then that was, that was a, it was a pretty powerful episode. So if, if you like the, the British murder mysteries, that's, that's a prime one to, to check out. Yeah. So, but, uh, 
Yeah, so in TV Corner, we'll find something. Yeah. There's a lot on TV that we could look at. So. Yeah. Um, I Possibly think it, even The Flying Nun with Sally Field. Yeah, I think he... Back in the day. He pointed out, like, something else coming to American TV that was maybe comedy-related with The Nun. Is that something you pointed out to me earlier? I can't remember. Don't... We'll have I'm, to go... Mike yeah. Mike wrote me a, a, a very in, informative yeah. email that... We'll, we'll look that up. Yeah, I had some I had some downtime at work, and I saw the ad for The, the Nun, and... Like man, there's a lot of nun stuff. So let me uh, send. Here we go. Potential episode idea: The Little Hours. I'm sorry, I don't think I said the name before. The Little Hours is the name of the comedy with uh, Aubrey Plaza. Novitiate is the movie that we're doing. The Little Hours is the comedy. Uh, the Keepers is the name of the uh, murdered nun show on Netflix. And that was it. That was all I. Okay, so know. just yeah. So maybe we'll look at uh, maybe two movies, two TV shows. Okay, um, like I I could talk about uh, yeah it's just the, the I yeah without the midlife it, call the midwife if you don't want to well, watch all that yourself maybe I can sit through an episode and apparently they're not even all nuns no nice. no it's it's very no it's very <laughs> I, interesting re- interreaction it's between. not interesting I've seen some of it well from a religious perspective okay from a yeah, it, from um, I mean, it, it's it's not geared towards the male species at all. No, I like it's been I like because it's, it's just all about people talking, and occasionally, occasionally there is some midwifing. Very occasionally. Yeah, well, it, there's there's like a baby born at at every episode, and it gets. Uh, uh, I mean, I barely survived, you know, witnessing my own kid's birth. You know, that was traumatic. <laughs> Um, so to see it happen all the time on TV uh, yeah. is not one that I, you know, I guess for a, a woman who's gone through that three times, like my wife, it, it's something to like, I don't know, it's a little bit of a catharsis, like, oh yeah, I remember that, you know, and <sighs> I, I remember observing <laughs> and, um, okay. almost passing out, especially after my middle son was born. That was, uh, <sighs> all yeah. right. So to, uh, <laughs> to wrap things up. <laughs> Uh, we'll talk about that more we'll, next time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, won't you be my neighbor and Mr. Rogers' neighborhood? Thumbs both up. quality. Yes. Uh, for next time, none special with some lineup of movies and TV shows yet to be nailed down. Yes. We well, we talked about all the possibilities. Yes. So if you want to catch up with those, we or, may we may add or subtract. Yes. Or we'll watch them so you don't. You don't have, have to. to. <laughs> Indeed. So until that time, this is Robert saying keep the faith. Mike saying peace out.